is chilling truth. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. Good to go. Good to go. G2G. G2G. I don't even have the doc pulled up yet. I just realized that. Hold on. Let me. I'm un- unprepared. I'm getting flat out sick and tired of that. Yeah. Well, I had to buy an entirely new mixer yesterday. So that's why we're recording this late. And that's why the episode is late. Um, yeah. Because the other one just kind of crapped out on me for some reason. Not really sure why. Do not get a Mayono. Uh, Mayono caster light because it will eventually stop letting you use it as an input and will only let you use it as whoa, an output. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm slandering you, him. No, 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 no. I'm going to do you're, it. You're, 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 it sounds like you're canceling. Oh, I'm full on canceling them. Not cool, man. I'm not on board with that kind of behavior. Well, anyway, get a Rimmel. R-E-M-A-L-L. I'm using it right now. It sounds incredible. I'm going to make a video for it. Because uh, a lot of different podcasts follow us on Instagram, which you guys should also, the Chilling Truth Podcast. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to make a video talking about it, and it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's made of metal, which is good, uh, instead of plastic like the Mayano caster was. But yeah, get that one instead. Anyway, I'm done with my plugs. Welcome to the Chilling Truth, everybody. I'm Corey. I'm looking at Johnny. The episode is late. We know. You don't have to tell us. We are fully aware that the episode is a day late. Uh, but today we're talking about Christopher Dorner. Uh, if you've ever heard Can't Corner the Dorner, which I think is, it sucks what he did, but I love the catchphrase. Anyway, Christopher. Now, yeah, you know, without, without knowing anything about him, um, because before I started reading into it, uh, you know, my first my first reaction was ridiculous when I I went straight to, oh, yeah, he was sticking it to the man. And yeah, it's like, he was no, not. it's not exactly what he was doing. He was not doing that. <laughs> so at first, at first, I was supportive. Yeah, I was supportive. Yeah, yeah. Of punk rock reasons. But, Naturally, when you're like, uh, oh, he's killing a bunch of cops because they wronged him, dude. Yeah, but then it's like, no, he was like killing their families and like innocent people got shot up and like a lot of lawsuits yeah. were paid out. Like it's a whole mess. Uh, it's not. I will say, I didn't know a whole lot about Christopher Dorner before we started researching this. Um, and it's not as violent as I expected it, as as I thought it was. Like, right. there's a lot of shooting, there's a lot of death, but it's not nearly as like, it's not like a type of spree that you normally see. Like, it's not as, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as super violent. But anyway, let's get into it. Christopher Jordan Dorner was an LAPD officer who, starting on February 3rd, 2013, committed a series of shootings in Orange County, Los Angeles, Riverside County, and San Bernardino County, California. Dorner killed four people and wounded three others. A manifesto posted by Dorner on Facebook declared unconventional and asymmetric warfare, which sounds dope. Like, if you just read that part, you're like, fucking, yeah, this is amazing. I love it. But, uh, yeah, no, upon... Right, but in the words of like asymmetric warfare, does that just mean that like he was? I think more it's like guerrilla warfare. I think it's like guerrilla warfare, like anything, right, but, everything, whatever. No, like, like no rules. No, but like the the term asymmetric, it's not equal. So is he more? Did he outarm the? Um, uh, maybe because the, maybe they outarmed him, the law and he was still saying like, "I'm gonna fucking do this," and I don't care if they have more guns than me. 
kind of thing. But anyway, it sounds cool, right? Sounds like, oh, fuck yeah, this dude's a badass. But no, because he was attacking LAPD, their families, and associates, uh, unless the LAPD admitted publicly that he was fired in retaliation for reporting excessive force. Now, I'm conflicted. Which is the most ironic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, you need to tell them I did not use excessive force because if you don't, I'm going to use excessive force. Like, it sounds like you kind of uh, yeah, want to use excessive force. I'm going to continue using this excessive but force. But it wasn't yeah. him that did the excessive force. That's the thing. That's what that's what they're talking about. He reported it. And right, then right. they, that, okay, we'll just get into it. Go ahead. We'll just start off with his early life here. Yeah. So going back to 1979, uh, Christopher Dorner was born and uh, he was born in New York and he grew up in Southern California. California. Uh, he graduated, yeah. So he graduated from Cypress Hill High School in Cypress, California in 1997. Uh, and that's when he went off to attend the Southern Utah University in 2001. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it was a little bit of a gap, but um, anyways, figured himself out as a young kid. Went off to college. Uh, his majors were political science uh, and psychology, also ironic. I'm uh, very, very ironic. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, uh, but he was also a running back uh, for, uh, for their football team from 99 uh, to 2000. But I don't, he wasn't, I don't think he played college football. I think he just played. Uh, just like on a random, like, like a, like yeah, a like, random, like, like a, what do they call it? The scrimmage? What is it called? Like a rec league kind of thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a farm league. I've got friends that play on the East Coast, and like, yeah, it's like their teams are sponsored. They have uniforms. They have, it's anyway, but yeah, I think he played for like a lower level. Uh, yeah, I don't league. think he played college college football, but yeah, right. But so as a kid, he used to, he, he talked about how he was all, always, uh, he was basically bullied. So he always faced altercations from oh. grades one to seven. Uh, yeah, he said, well, he felt like it was racism. Oh, I shouldn't, um, I should have been my own. <laughs> I should have saved myself. But he, but he was, uh, I guess he was the only black kid in, in school for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, grades one lived. to seven. Yeah. So, but he decided he wanted to be a police officer when he was a teenager. Oh. So he joined a youth program off, uh, it was offered by the police department in, uh, La Palma. California. So a kid who was bullied from grades one to seven decides as a teenager he wants to be a, a police officer. Yeah, that doesn't sound anything like he wants to get revenge on the people that, that were bullying. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, you're, you're it's not, not wrong. fishy it's, at all. Uh, it's typical for you know the average police officer to come yeah. from a childhood of of torment and bullying. But yeah, um, so yeah, neighbors described him as uh, you know. Belonging to an admired, well-liked family. Oh, that's it. All they always who... say this, though. He kept to himself. No, dude. There were signs, and you fucking know it. Nobody just wakes up one day and is like, I'm going to start murdering people. Like, the, nobody well, does I don't that. know. Eric, Eric Williams stuck to himself. He didn't have a lot of friends. It's yeah, but, weird, but you weren't close to him. It doesn't matter if you have friends, but they had to no. be like, this guy's kind of fucking weird. Like, nobody's just like a murderer all of a sudden. I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe that's why everybody's always on the news. Like, I can't, I never thought he would do something like that. Well, you didn't know him. That's why you didn't think yeah, that. Yeah, of course. I'm sure his Don't girlfriend would have something to tell you. know everybody you work with. I'm sure the people that he saw every day outside of a work environment would tell you, like, yeah, he has a fucking couple issues going on. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, so, I just, I hate that line. Yeah. Well, uh, Dorner, he was previously married, but court records show that his wife filed for divorce in Yeah, that's, I want to hear from her. What was he like, you know? What what was he like in, at home? I want to hear from her. What, what I want to hear her side of the story. What she got to say? Right. 
Well, I'm sure there's some some serious red flags that brought her oh, to yeah, filing yeah, for yeah. divorce. I'm sure he wasn't just like, you know, this isn't working out because yeah. you won't let me suck on your toes or something. I'm sure it was something different. He has a foot fetish that she wouldn't. She give just him wouldn't conform to. to. Which, hey, man, if if a guy's <laughs> into feet, just let him do. It. Just let it happen. Yeah, I don't get it, but yeah, it's, it seems harmless to me. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's the most common um, fetish outside of like you know sexual body parts. I don't know, man. Nowadays, there's a lot of taboo stuff out there on the internet. Oh but yeah, anyway, you just put it on mute. You don't have to hear the dialogue. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so after <laughs> we talk about porn a lot. <laughs> That's two dudes hanging out by themselves. Two Porn's dudes, probably going to come up. <laughs> two dudes hanging out, being cool guys, you know. Two dudes, one mag, you know. What's the mag? What are you talking about? Like a well, magazine? Instead of two girls, one cup. Yeah, instead of two girls, one cup. Are you like look? Two, do you look at porn dudes, on magazines? One... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I like to keep it old school. I got a flip phone. I like to look at still images of naked women. Uh, I like I to keep can't... my imagination fresh. You watch too much porn, your imagination is weathered, dude. I give so much credence to guys who can (laughs) shoot from looking at a photo whenever there are totally other... Like, there's other stuff out there, dude. There's, like, full-on interactive. Then you're stupid. What are you doing in the world if you don't have internet? If you don't have internet, you shouldn't be looking at porn. You should be worrying about getting internet. Stop spending your money on porn magazines and paying internet, Obviously, my priorities aren't in line, so I'm I'm not going to just jump to that conclusion. Well, anyway, if you can shoot to a picture, I respect you for that because I don't know how you just that's anyway, let's move on. I feel that's like weird. I would just I, it, would, it would just end with me sweaty and frustrated. Yeah, because it's like she's not moving. What <laughs> I'm imagining her doing stuff. This is work uh, for my, me now. Yeah, my arm and my dick hurt. Yes, the skin <laughs> so. is red. I need to stop this and start over with a video. Uh, all right, so uh, so after his college experience, he did join the Navy. Yeah, I hope my parents segue. never listen to this fucking show. God damn it! I'm, you know, they lived in the house with you. I'm sure they knew what you were doing at 13. Oh, yeah, of course. So after his college experiences, he he did join the Navy Reservist, and he was commissioned as an officer in 2002. Uh, and he commanded a security unit at the Naval Air Station in Fallon, uh, Fallon, Nevada. Nevada, Nevada. I say it. Both, I think it's Nevada. I'd never say Nevada. I don't know anyone that does. Nevada. But I really don't care. Ne- Nevada. Um, I heard it's, I heard Nevada. It's, Nevada. <laughs> it's fucking Nevada. Uh, goddamn so, Nevada. Nothing good there. But Nevada. goddamn, goddamn Reno nine one one in Las Vegas, baby. Yeah, man. Did you hear we're fucking we're 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 attacking Nevada right now. <laughs> attacking Nevada. I hear Darth Vader's coming down too. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Darth Vader is <laughs> jumping in the shit. Darth Nevada. <laughs> What but, the fuck? So yeah, he's he's in Fallon, Nevada at the time, and uh, he also served with a mobile inshore uh, undersea warfare unit from Ju- June of 2004 to February of 2008. And uh, in no- uh, November 2006... What is that about? Deployed- Can you explain that a little bit? Because you know more about Navy stuff. Uh, he was reservist. I was out in the fleet, dude. Like, I don't... I, I was a forward deployed ship on the Pacific Ocean. I don't know what... I don't. You tell me what fucking mobile inshore undersea you tell me what these pussy ass reservists (laughs) were doing (laughs) because i was out there doing the real thing yeah they were just kind of warming up equipment to send out to us yeah they were shooting their loads to pictures because they couldn't afford to get the internet so um so i couldn't tell you what that is uh but uh in in 06 he was uh deployed to bahrain with coastal uh uh was it like a, 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 a it's like a riverine group 
It's I don't, I don't even know, know what, what it a is. Riverine. I don't know anything about the Navy. I just know that people make fun of them. Dude, I'm in I the know. Navy. I was in the Navy. And I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, <laughs> but he was in Bahrain from 06 to 07. I, I was in the I was in the Navy enough to where I can tell you that being deployed to Bahrain isn't as terrible as it sounds. I mean, there's Bahrain not a whole lot to like, do. Bahrain sounds like Iran's cousin, but it's like super nice there. Uh, um, no. It's, I mean, it's a sandbox. They call it the sandbox. How do they get uh, the boats on the, over there? Uh, Bahrain. Uh, so we, it's a shipyard. So we would pull into oh. the shipyard and then bus it to the military base. And nice. I mean, it's, it's a boring ass base. I mean, everything's brown. Uh, the, the entire base is surrounded by a 20 foot fucking, maybe not 20 foot, but like a, it's probably close to 20 foot, like center block wall. Well, like, that's I mean, it looks like a good considering, uh, you know. I know when we were over there, you couldn't uh, you couldn't go out without at least three other Liberty buddies. You had to have groups of four minimum to go out into town. Of course, I never followed that, and I, I never felt like I was in danger. But I would just leave with large groups that were walking off quarter deck, and I would just kind of jump in the mix and then ditch them at the street. But nice. uh, but being in Bahrain, this this guy thinks that being deployed to Bahrain is like this suck fest and it's really not i mean it, it, you're limited on what you can do but you're saving money there's a sandbox where you get drunk and like they Build have like castles. a burger there's like a burger king and like a kentucky fried chicken or some nice. shit there's a shawarma shop there nice but uh the people are nice but anyway so he goes to bahrain he's yeah, I was gonna say six to probably, seven it's probably enough on bahrain i don't think anyone's planning a vacation we don't have to sell it you know i think it's probably good yeah, Bahrain's cool. Everybody goes to Dubai. Dubai is the closest thing to Bahrain. Like it's pretty close in proximity, and it's oh, nicer, okay. safer, nicer. It's expensive. But in 2002, while training for the Naval Reserve Advanced Air Force Base in uh, Enid, Oklahoma, uh, Dornan and a classmate found a bag that had eight thousand dollars in it. Right? Well, nice. If you were to look at the inflation today with yes. 49.6% inflation, mm-hmm. it would be around eleven thousand nine hundred seventy dollars ish. Uh, give Bam. or take 87 cents. Inflation um, corner, my favorite corner. Yeah, but the money belonged to Enid Korean Church of Grace that was nearby, and the two handed the money to the police and told them how the military stresses integrity and honesty. If uh, God wanted the church to have the money, they wouldn't have lost it. If God wanted me to have the money, I would have found it. I mean, he does work in mysterious ways. He does so. not do anything because well, he doesn't that's exist. Subjective. Well, no, it's not. Maybe some of our li- listeners do believe. I don't care. Yeah. I'm telling them that I don't. It's like ruining Santa Claus for a seven-year-old, man. It's okay, like, ah, well, if them, you believe in out. Santa Claus and you're above the age of seven, I'm sorry to tell you, don't listen to our podcast. I like the idea of Santa Claus, man. I don't. It's a creepy guy that breaks into your house and leaves gifts for oh. your children. Santa Claus is definitely a pedophile. Yeah, he leaves gifts. He doesn't touch your children. There's yeah. no record of Santa Claus ever coming in and yeah, touching. Yeah, because there's a conspiracy of silence among these children right. who have been touched by Santa Claus. Why would they? You think the government is going to let that out? Okay, I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones. Let's move on. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm so, talking to a microphone as well. Who's so. making a comeback? I'm is seeing he? him show up on a lot of platforms lately. Yeah, he's a funny guy. are kind of bringing him on. Dangerous, uh, but he's funny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so during Dorner's time... Uh, in the uh, reserves, uh, he received a Navy marksmanship ribbon and a Navy pistol shot uh, uh, pist- uh, ribbon as an expert. But honestly, it's really those are not just that impressive. those are just things you get. Those aren't like special. Yeah. You get those at like fucking straight out of basic training. Like you don't get. Yeah. He didn't have anything. Like if he had like a fucking what's the we, na- like the Navy does it in basic. 
We do it in basic in Navy. Well, I mean, we shoot, but we don't like... Oh, yeah, no, we do. We do it in basic, too, in the Army, because I remember I had... You get that little tiny bar and then the little two little pins on your on your jacket. Yeah. Yeah, so not too... Uh, that don't... As uh, Shania Twain once said, uh, that don't impress me much. Jesus Christ. It's a good uh, song. Uh, all right, so while... While a Navy, while as a Navy reservist, uh, Dorner joined the LAPD. All right, so he entered the program in 2005, and then he graduated in 2006. So while he was a probationary officer, he was deployed to Bahrain again. again Jesus, for that. Did yeah, they go so, anywhere else? Um, I don't know how the LAPD or this program works. Well, no, so. he while a probationary officer, officer, he was deployed by the Navy Reserves, not by the LAPD, because you can still get deployed as like a right, but like right, but I don't know, I don't know how they decide. Like if it, I figured LAPD would give you an out, like you can't deploy me. I'm serving my community on no, the state side. The government I, I takes over all excuse. that. Doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. I suppose. They're like, we need you um, to go sit in a hot ass tent for eighteen right. months. Um. So yeah. Anyway, while he was LAPD, he was uh, he was sent back to Bahrain, and uh, he returned from that in July of two thousand seven, and was paired with a training officer, uh, and her name was Teresa Evans, and mm-hmm. they were to complete, or he was supposed to complete his probationary period during this time. So, according to the LA Times, Evans said that on Dorner's first day. Um, of working with her, uh, he said he was planning to sue the LAPD after he leaves. Which the probationary is like, period. why are you saying that straight out the gate, dude? Like, well, it was a res- I don't know why he would. Say, he was a share, you know, most people are shares, but this was in response to the LAPD, uh, basically asking him. Uh, well, it, basically, he made complaints. He had uh, he had complaints, I guess, during his training. Yeah, against, he did. We're gonna uh, like we're specific gonna classmates. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get and into then. It. Yeah, so for whatever reason, uh, the command punished him for filing complaints, and he didn't think it was fair. Yeah, well, actually, we're um, not going to get into it because it's in the manifesto. Basically, uh, I don't know if it happened during his training or after his training, uh, but he was in a van. He was being picked up from somewhere. I don't know what. I don't remember exactly what he was doing. And basically, one of the guys in the van said the N word, and then Dorner turned around. And was like, "Hey, man, like, don't say that." And the guy, of course, because anyone who says the N word flippantly is going to be an asshole. He's like, "I can say whatever I want." And then Dorner grabbed him yeah. around his neck and started fucking strangling him. Uh, and then they pulled him apart. Though. Yeah, of course, absolutely. He's totally backed in this. And then when he reported it, all the other people in the van were like, "Yeah, no, he didn't say the N word." Dorner just started choking him because they're all a bunch of fucking pussies, and it's that thin blue line bullshit where they're like, "We stick together no matter what." And it's like, no, you're a bunch of fucking assholes who need uh, much more severe training than a fucking six month goddamn uh, police academy. You want to be above civilians? You need to go to a fucking six week or whatever the fuck, basic training away from your family and become this other person who's broken down and becomes, you know, somebody else like we had to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- I don't know. I'm going on a rant. I'm sorry. I, the police training is horseshit. It's ridiculous that they only have to do it for a, such a short amount of time. Right, uh, and I think a lot of people agree that uh, some type of reform would be necessary. If you cannot control yourself when there is a person in front of you to not murder that person, why the fuck do you have a goddamn gun? Honestly, yeah. why? You can't yeah, you should, 
be holding the firearm. <laughs> no, if you can't decide, yeah. if you can't dis- discern between a gun and a wallet, you don't need to. Be, if you're that scared, if you are that terrified that you pull your gun out and shoot without even thinking, then you don't need to fucking be having a gun. You need to go work at a goddamn Arby's or something shitty like that. No offense to fast food workers. I appreciate you very much. Right, but we're talking about someone who is in the middle of his probationary period with the LAPD, and he's already uh, planning yeah, to sue no, the I mean, LAPD. So he sounds only, like a pain I, I in the get ass. it. Right, it, it, I'm not saying don't advocate for yourself, uh, but also you There's could a time. avoid putting putting yourself in a situation. Go find another job. But and I, I don't think he really thought about how reckless it was. Um, you know, he, he was just making his life hard. He's like, oh, it, I don't, I don't like the way it is. So I'm going to complain and I'm going to scratch nails all the way out of here. It's like, what? I don't. Your reasoning is fucked. Like I, I'm so torn on it because one, why make waves? But two, you need to do the right thing, and the right thing is never going to get you like what you want. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's typically doing the right thing is way harder than doing the lazy thing or the wrong thing. Because if well, it's doing you the right thing, you're going to file a few. Yeah, but if you think you're going to file a few complaints and then change the way the system works, you're an idiot. You just it's you exact, just yes, quit. Yeah, no, it's just should have gone and done something else. Man. It's the same people that like say like, oh, well, there's no good, there's no good cops because. Uh, no, they won't stand up, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you can't take on an entire institution by yourself. You just can't do it. No, I'm sorry. I hate it. Cops for I hate system. it, but you can't, nothing's going to happen. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to be ostracized by their peers. It's just like, right. I feel it. Believe me. I totally understand it, but it's just like, I've been in that situation. I've been in an institution like that. And you just, that'd be like trying to take on the army. You just can't do it. You can't, they have, they have lawyers sitting in office buildings waiting for somebody to try to sue, just waiting to fucking take somebody down. That's, it's just, it's just, it sucks, but it, they're just too big to take down. I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but it's just, that's the society we live in. Right. That's like saying that I'm going to like storm the, capital and i'm gonna change the way democracy operates yeah no you're just gonna look like <laughs> a fucking like, no, fool dude. and get arrested and then everyone's uh, gonna say that you're antifa no it just all jokes aside you just you can't expect people to do that because it's not they're gonna lose their job and nothing's gonna change the only person that gets hurt is that person so like right. they're not gonna want to throw themselves under the bus and i totally understand that and i hate it for them but it's right just, but it's a it's it's all a it's it's woven in and out of our culture i, I mean, think progress is just, being made though i definitely feel well, it's being made slowly it, just, it depends on what you're talking about yeah. because are we talking about uh policing or are we talking about rape culture or are we talking about anything else where people get shunned or shamed for fucking speaking up no i'm talking strictly police brutality lately like right we're seeing but don't consequences. you think don't you think that that mentality is just all across the board, though? If, if it goes how back you do to one thing is how you do everything. Yes. So it, if you're but, a shithead over here, you're probably going to think the same way over here. Not yes, but not a hundred percent. That okay? Yes. If you're a shithead here, you're going to be a shithead there. But you can be a good guy here and a shithead over there. Think of the Stanford prison experiment. Remember that, where they had to yes, shut it down but, because the guards became monsters. Right, but, because and well, they, they were weren't no- really guards; they were college. Exactly, students. that's and, what I'm saying. Just the illusion. But the of professor power. admittedly said that, like, he just it got out of control. He had no control over the situation. Yeah, he had no control of the guards because it all went to their head, and they started acting like fucking monsters. So I'm saying, right. like, yeah, no, it was a, a huge failure. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to last like six months, and it lasted like six days. And they were like, "We yeah, got to shut the shit." Yeah, no, it was like they did not. It did not go well. 
But anyway, we'll do an episode on that at some point, I'm sure. But no, That'd I do not cool. side with the police, but I do not believe that all police are bad. Uh, I, if you, I'm sorry, that's just my view. I don't know. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird that you can have both of those? Views? Yes. You can say <laughs> I hate cops, but there there's, it's impossible for that number of people, for all of them to be giant pieces of shit. Like it's just, those statistics do not add up. But getting back into it. Yes. So on, I'm so, so we went on July, a major segment. Yeah. On July 28th, 2007, Dorner and Evans responded to the Doubletree Hotel in San Pedro, California. I think it's Pedro. It, it's not. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> regarding a disturbance, I knew you were going to correct me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. It's, it's not. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, record, it, it was a disturbance caused by a man named Christopher Gettler who was suffering from schizophrenia as well as severe dementia. Uh, Yikes, day, those are two yeah. very bad things to have in combination. Especially if you run into the police officer. Oh, so, yes. A day after Evans gave Dorner a poor performance review, Dorner filed a report alleging that Evans had used excessive force in her treatment of Gettler, accusing her uh, of kicking him twice in the face and the chest, or twice in the chest, once in the face, uh, while he was handcuffed and lying on the ground. But see, like, I don't even think that's that far off. I totally believe that could happen. We've seen it happen. It could, but, so, and I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not saying it did. But as far as uh, LAPD goes, they investigated it and they looked mm-hmm. into it for about seven months. The review board uh, heard testimony from a number of witnesses. Two hotel employees testified that they did not see Evans kick Gettler. A port police officer testified he did not see Evans kick Gettler either. Of course, he's a boy in blue. So what? Yeah, knows? thin blue uh, line, horse shit. But, but some aspects of his testimony did contradict the photographs from the scene. So Gettler had been uh, brought to the station and given treatment of his injuries, but did not mention being kicked. And then later that day, he did tell his dad he was kicked by an officer and his father testified at Dorner's disciplinary hearing. And the investigation ultimately concluded that no kicking had taken place and Dorner had lied about it. Yeah, I mean, you can't believe, honestly, it sucks again, but you can't believe the testimony of a family member like that, especially if he didn't mention it at the station. I mean... It sucks, dude. I don't know what happened. There's no way to ever know what happened, but I don't. Right. It, the timing of Dorner reporting it is very odd. I will say that right. for sure. And well, Dorner's not a that, great guy anyway. No. Well, yeah, his credibility is non-existent. No, so. he's a fucking giant pile of shit of for sure. So in 2008, uh, the LAPD fired him uh, for making false statements in his report and, and in his testimony against Evans. Uh, Dorner's attorney, former LAPD Captain Randall Kwan, he stated that Dorner was treated unfairly and was being made a scapegoat. A scapegoat then, for what? Honestly, like, what is he, you know? Um, mistreatment within the department. I don't know. They're probably, like, they're trying to cover up their tracks if he's not lying. But I guess. So I Dorner know. appealed his termination by filing a writ of mandamus with L.A. County Superior Court. So basically a writ of mandamus is, uh, it's a document that is basically uh, – so a writ of mandamus was, was uh, originally written into the Constitution by Madison and all them fucks. This right? is great so, timing for your homework, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've got to take a fucking Constitution test later. Uh, but um, yeah, basically a writ of mandamus is uh, mandamus, mandate. So it's basically telling the LAPD department like they have to uh, comply uh, – Con- they have to deal with everything constitutionally. Basically, they they can't just fire him. Yeah. So it's they, legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they fi- uh, filed it. Um, 
basically it was written to give to states. So if states didn't want to listen to Constitution, that's when Congress could come down with a writ of mandamus and say, fuck you, you got to do what you're told. Yeah. So um, so court judge Yaff uh, wrote that he was uncertain whether the training officer kicked the suspect or not, uh, but nevertheless held up uh, the department's decision to fire Dorner, according to the LA Times. So I'm, I'm imagining uh, it's, you know – it's like watching the NFL or or uh, or like the MLB. If you have a play and then it's challenged, there has to be like let, let's say that uh, you know a receiver catches the ball and um, well it, it drops, it touches the ground, but uh, they call it a complete pass. The opposing team wants to challenge it. If there's not a camera view that shows that ball touching the fucking ground they can't reverse it and that's basically how the law worked in this case yeah like there's no proof so whether they or not prove, so they couldn't change it they're not going to change it and then in early 2013 he posted an 11,000 word status update on facebook discussing his history motivations and plans and this became known as his manifesto he didn't post it as a manifesto but it became known as that and obviously we are not going to read it in its entirety because if you didn't hear me it's 11,000 words and we don't want to bore you to death so instead we're just going to talk about what he talked about vaguely in the manifesto but yeah i was going to read it but i got bored reading it well it's it's like political science man if you can't read the constitution without falling asleep political science is not for you it is not so uh, in his manifesto, though, uh, Dorner listed about 40 law enforcement personnel whom he was prepared to kill and stated, quote, I know most of you who personally know me are in disbelief to hear from media reports that I am suspected of committing such horrendous murders and have taken drastic and shocking actions in the last couple of days, end quote. Spoiler alert, they started, weren't that surprised. <laughs> no. Then he started talking about how uh, this was a necessary evil that he – uh, he he does not enjoy doing. Basically. Spoiler alert: so he, he did enjoy because he had to. No, yeah, he, he had to do it. He you didn't, didn't want to do it. So. You didn't have to. And then he talked about how the department hasn't changed since Rampart and uh, and Rodney King, and that it has gotten worse, um, basically since the sixties. So yeah. he speaks about his termination and how he thought it was retaliation for his excessive force report. And I mean, who knows, dude? It could be. But if you can't prove it, then you got nothing. Go get a different job. You don't need to fucking murder people. Like, it's just, it's a necessary evil. It's not, because what did you accomplish? Nothing. Right, but like I said, like, I think he just, he's, if he's ever cornered, he wants to do things. No, 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 you can't. You can't corner the Dorner. I said at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, but but sometimes Dorner is cornered. Yes, he was cornered. Dorner. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to act uh, impulsively, and he's you know like the suing of the LAPD while he's on probation with the LAPD. Yeah, he's not. He's not thinking about consequences. No, no, I need to do this. It's the right thing to do. It's like "Mm, maybe you should fucking sit back for a minute. Maybe you should take uh, a breath and like chill and go work security somewhere, like most cops who can't become who most people who can't become cops. So anyway, let's get into the timeline of the killings and the manhunt for Dorner and the final shootout and all that good stuff. So this is like the meat and potatoes of the episode. So on February 1st of 2013, Anderson Cooper received a package at his office that had a DVD that stated Dorner's case against the LAPD. The package also contained something else. It had a challenge coin issued by LAPD Chief William Bratton. 
uh, if, nobody, coin. if nobody knows what a challenge coin is, it's basic. I got one while I was in the army from my first sergeant and my commander. Like command coins. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. It's it's to show like if someone challenges that you're what this organization you have it to be like yo fuck off whatever. But I still have mine. They're pretty cool. They're really thick. They're pretty big. They're 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 pretty cool. A lot of people put them in cases and shit. And yeah, if you're like super high like speed a shadow box. Yeah, I didn't do that. Mine's in like a shoe box <clears throat> in the shed. So, um, well, uh, the, the, the interesting thing about this coin is that it was shot with a rifle. So, um, so the package contained a note on it that said one M O a, uh, which means one minute of angle implying the coin was shot at a hundred yards at a grouping of one inch, which that is was Dorner. pretty fucking good. It is, but that was Dorner bragging about his accuracy with a rifle. Which is probably not something you want to hear from the guy who's about to go on a shooting spree. Right. If you don't know where he is, but you know he can hit you from that far out. Yeah, that's not <laughs> great, dude. A grouping of one no. inch is honestly, like, damn fucking good. Like, that's really good. Uh, so, on February 3rd of 2013, during the evening uh, uh, in Irvine, California, 20... 20- 28-year-old Monica Kwan and her fiancé, uh, 27-year-old Keith Lawrence, were shot dead uh, in Lawrence's Kia Optima outside of their condo complex. Kwan was the daughter of Randall Kwan, former LAPD captain and a lawyer that represented Dorner during his 2008 dismissal hearing. On February 4th, 2013, Dorner's manifesto was posted online stating his motive for the shootings was to clear his name. Yeah, he posted it February 4th. We already already talked about it, but yeah, he posted posted it after the first killing, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Definitely shows like a confession, pretty much. Um, February 5th, 2013, Dorner checked into Naval Base Point Loma in San Diego, but skipped checkout procedures when he left. I don't know what that Uh, is. Checkout procedures. Uh... It's an alibi. They had him walking onto base, but there's no record of him leaving. So oh, if yeah, anything yeah. happened while he's it's like, no, fuck you, I was on base. But he wasn't. So he wasn't. So February 6, 2013, Dorner's manifesto uh, specifically named Randall Kwan and his family as targets. This same day, Irvine police named Dorner as the prime suspect in the murders of Monica and Keith. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the manifesto also claims that Quan failed to represent Dorner's man, uh, interest and learned and leaned toward the LAPD. Instead. You know what I'm just realizing? You know what Christopher Dorner is? A sore fucking loser. Oh, absolutely. He's a sore loser, if, little piss yeah. baby. If things don't go his way, like he's the kid that like takes his football and goes home. And yeah, goes, like nobody can play you know, now because he because he, he didn't get a touchdown or something. He's the like kid that. who gets tagged and then doesn't say that he like he does. He's like, oh, you yeah. didn't touch me. No, you didn't touch. You touched my shirt. Like, no, yeah. dude, you're fucking, you need to take responsibility for your actions and admit that you got fired and fucking move on with your life because it's really yeah. not that serious. No, he's a fucking Walter. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is a Walter? A Walter is the kind of kid that shows up to baseball or t-ball practice in like uh, like penny loafers or like uh, Velcro shoes. Oh, like the know? spoiled, annoying kid who nobody wants to and be around. Like- and like not even spoiled, he's like the the broke sick kid with like snot dripping out of his nose all the time. He says his W's as R's or his R's as W's. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I'm just trying to paint a picture for the listener. They can't see us, right? Um. So yeah, a Walter. Uh, he was always picked last, and he sucked at everything. When he didn't get his way, he cried he, about it. Yeah, threw a fit, of course. So yeah, 
So on February 7th of 2013, uh, two LAPD officers were driving to a protection detail uh, where they were assigned as a security uh, for one of the officers potentially targeted by Dorner when they were flagged down by R.L. McDaniel around 1 a.m. McDaniel reported seeing a man that looked like Dorner at a gas station in Corona. Uh, the officers were investigating and they were following a pickup when the driver stopped, got out, and fired a rifle at them, grazing one of the officers' heads. Which has got to be terrifying. Oh, yeah. So... After about 20 minutes uh, after the corona shooting, two officers of the neighboring Riverside PD were ambushed while stopped at a traffic light. One officer, Michael Crane, died shortly after the shooting. The other officer was rushed to a nearby hospital in critical condition for surgery, and he actually survived. 20 20 minutes, dude. That's quick. Okay, and then moving on. About an hour and 25 minutes later, the Riverside shooting, uh, after that, around 3 a.m., a man who looked like Dorner tried to steal a boat. And it was Dorner. Let's just say it was Dorner. Like it was him. Like <laughs> those are all him. Yeah. So, so Dorner tries to steal a boat in San Diego, telling the boat's captain that he would take the boat to Mexico. And uh, hours later, the burning remains of Dorner's Nissan Titan were found on a remote trail by a local uh, by the name of Daniel McGowan near Big Bear Lake, which is about 80 miles from L.A. So, yeah, he is floundering at this point he's he's losing it yeah so on three separate occasions this day police fired on people who turned out oh, not God. to be related to dorner of course they did and, because they can't and, they just can't do anything right and dorner was not present at any of these no incidents. they just shot at people who look they look like his truck dude uh, three times yeah, they're, they're in la yeah people match the description dude right you know how many people drive well i don't know a lot of people drive pickup trucks but like you can't just start shooting at trucks. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's a lot of black males driving Nissans. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of. Just, it's Bo- just both dumb. are very common. There's a lot of black people and there's a lot of Nissans. So. Yeah, it's just they're bound to cross over at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bound to overlap. So, at about 5:30 a.m., at least seven LAPD officers on a protection detail of an unarmed or an unnamed LAPD official's residence opened fire on the back of a light blue Toyota Tacoma. Not the same and- color. Not the same truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it shot its two occupants. All right, so Emma Hernandez, seventy-one, yep, and her daughter Mark, Mar- Mar- yeah, who was forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, nowhere near the description. But they no. were delivering new- newspapers for the L.A. Times, and uh, police said the vehicle was seen exiting a freeway and moving uh, without its headlights. It is so sad the re- the line you're about to read about the headlights. Oh yeah. So a neighbor said the truck was used every day to deliver the papers, and the woman didn't. Uh, the women didn't use the headlights because they didn't want to wake anyone. They, they were, were being, being nice, and they got Both shot were, for it by the LAPD. Yeah. They did survive, though. Yes, they which did. is awesome. But to think that you got shot because your headlights weren't on is insane. That's like that's like saying that spending a counterfeit twenty dollar bill warrants a death sentence. Yeah, like no, just take the twenty. Let me go on my way, dude. I didn't know it was fake. Like that's happened to me before at a gas station. That was George Floyd, man. He died because oh. he spent a fake twenty dollar bill. See, there you go. I didn't. That didn't happen to me. I they just took my twenty and I went on my with my day. Yeah, no. It's in fucked. fact, they took they took his twenty, sold him the fucking product. He went outside and then they followed him. And then when he didn't want to go inside. I don't think he knew it was a fake 20. I really don't think that man thought he... No, I don't think so either. But that is a very, very sensitive subject at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But Derek Chauvin got 22 years, so that's tight. My point... 
Yeah, but he basically got two or three years for each fucking charge, which is bullshit. Yeah, well, it's something. Because that was three different charges. He got 22 years for three charges. Oh, yeah, that's a little not excessive. So, no, it's not. But that's, you know. But anyway, yeah, my point was is that, yeah, it would suck. I can't imagine being targeted because of... Such uh, a stupid thing. By police. Targeted by police. Yes. By, for, for such a minute Doing reason. your job. Literally at your job. Not even driving the same color or yeah. model. You think not- you're just working. Yeah. I get it. I, your headlights weren't on. It's not safe. I, I love that you were being considerate. It's not safe. But yeah, one minute you think you're just doing your job delivering fucking And the next minute, boom, 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 boom. You got bullets flying through your fucking truck. No. From dude. the law. From the Not law. even a criminal. From the <laughs> it's police. It's not even a bad guy. <laughs> well, that's subjective. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. No, yeah, no, no I get it. Someone you. wearing a badge, you know, so. <laughs> Someone you're supposed to trust to not do that exact yeah. thing. Oh, like the, the, the guys that you're supposed to run toward when you're getting <laughs> shot at were the ones shooting, shooting at, you. at you. Oh, man. It's okay. Yeah. We can laugh. They got a very hefty settlement at the end of it, which we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. So it's okay yeah. to laugh. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, okay. So let's go back to yeah, the there's two so more. minutes. Yeah, so 25 minutes later, officers from the Torrance PD struck and opened fire on another vehicle. Uh, like the first shooting, the incident Jesus. involved a vehicle that police claimed resembled Dorner's truck. It but it was did. later discovered. It, did it was not. later. <laughs> it did it was, not match. It was a black Honda Ridgeline <laughs> driven by a white guy. <laughs> can't make it up dude no. it's not even the same color or model oh vehicle God, they got gomer powell fucking patrolling the streets with a there. fucking ar-15 dude like Ugh. he's just firing off shots for nothing and there's another one there there's is. one so more the the third one the third incident uh was david purdue so he was on his way to the beach for some early morning surfing before sounds like a cool dude some more just getting some morning vibes in dude yeah so, you're not anymore he, uh, yeah well a, a torrance pd police cruiser slammed into purdue's truck and torrance police opened fire on what purdue was <laughs> purdue here's the thing purdue wasn't even hit by any of the shots. How many people shot at him? None of them. What if it was Dorner? You just didn't do anything. Yeah, Dorner would have survived. So, but, <laughs> but, but, but he did. He did suffer injuries as a result of the car slamming into him. Oh so yeah, like, of course, naturally. Could you imagine, like, just some dumbass fucking cop just going rogue Rams and saying, "I your got car? this guy. Yeah. I'm taking this guy down." No, dude, that is because I get it. Horrible. You got. Okay, police officers are being targeted and and ambushed. I get it. It's it's frightening. It's frustrating. You want to you want, you it want to, to end. shut that down as, as quick as possible. Yes. But 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 that doesn't mean that while we're solving it, you you're 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 utilizing angry police officers who are like storming the city. Yeah, just no, targeting dude. anything. That, you know, that is a truck or a guy the or, thing or a that, woman. The thing that I don't get is like, why are you opening fire on it? Shouldn't you do the proper procedure? Pull him over, do a felony stop, make him take no, the keys out, put the keys out the window. The force. That's what I'm saying. No, like, dude. this is the proper steps for a shoot a traffic. Sh- stop. Well, everybody know. No, everybody knows the proper steps. Like you're not, we're not teaching anybody the proper steps. You they just don't aware, do it. They just don't do it. It's more, it's like military shoot now, ask later kind of thing. Like, I get you're scared, dude, but this is like, 
Somebody's and that's life. the thing. They're 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 opening fire out of fear. Like they're angry and they're scared. So they're just fucking go go home. On, like innocent. Say, yeah. say you can't handle it, man. Just back off of it because now you're hurting innocent people. And that's, I yeah. mean, fuck. That's what he's doing. You're no better. No. So, um, I was uh, yeah. So they slammed in his car, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then on February 9th of 2013, CNN reported that the LAPD was reopening its investigation into Dorner's dis. Of course they were. Yeah, of course. But this was basically to uh, reassure the public they were doing everything in their power to catch Dorner. Whatever. Um, So even if they didn't look into it, they opened it and made people feel. They pretended. So, yeah. So uh, February 10th of 2013, authorities offer a $1 million reward for information leading to the capture of Dorner. So for the first time, Dorner's actions were described as domestic terrorism. The Naturally. police thought that Dorner was hiding somewhere in the San Bernardino Mountains, so they sent an un, uh, unmanned helicopter to aid in the search for the air uh, from the air. Oh, so you sure they didn't later, send a fucking Black Hawk with a goddamn fifty cows on it to shoot at campers because they happened to be driving a pickup truck? Right, right, right. Or shooting at other planes. Is that Dorner? <laughs> Is that Dorner? That looks like Dorner. <laughs> It fucking Dorner in that little window. <laughs> fucking white dude. How the hell did he board that flash so fast? They're just shooting other drones. That's Dorner's drone. <laughs> Dor- Dorner hit that drone. <laughs> He'll come looking for this. Oh, yeah. We got it, boys. We, we cornered the Dorner. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, shit. It's so fucking stupid, but I would not be surprised. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> um,. Later that day, uh, uh, Lowe's in Northridge, uh, uh, basically L.A. area, was it was evacuated based on reports of a possible sighting of Dorner. Yeah, there was a white guy in there carrying a bunch of wood. And they're like, "That's fucking Dorner!" And everyone freaked out. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the like a guy carrying a bunch of wood. It's like a super skinny white guy, and they're like, "It's fucking Dorner!" Everyone oh, ran. God, the LAPD is fucking stupid. Oh, so dumb. Um, (laughs) So, all right. So on February 11, 2013, the Riverside DA filed formal charges against Dorner for the murder of a police officer and an attempted murder of three other officers, right? So February 12th, uh, police raided a hotel in Tijuana, Mexico. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because there was a tip that Dorner was there, obviously. Of course. Yeah, it was a Mexican guy. They also discovered surveillance footage of Dorner purchasing scuba diving gear near Torrance, California. What is he doing? <laughs> Are you going to hide in the ocean until they forget about you? This isn't GTA. I mean, I mean, he's just trying to enjoy life, like do a little vacation before it all yeah, comes to it. Of course, yeah. He's like, I'm going to, you know what? I've always like, wanted you know to go scuba I, diving. Yeah. I'm going to go look at some beautiful tropical fish. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Now we'll get uh, into the, the standoff. Yeah. With Dorner in the mountain cabin. So on February 12th of 2013, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department deputies responded to a report of a carjacking at 12.22 p.m. and began looking for the vehicle on the road uh, and from the air. And the truck's driver had not been harmed. Fish and game officers spotted the vehicle and recognized Dorner as the driver. Finally, an an actual valid identification. Yeah, I, right. But now I'm like, all right, so Fish and Game is driving around with a picture of Dorner. 
<laughs> Why do they have that? Uh, yeah, like, Why are you know even involved like, in bro? this? Like, this isn't even your jurisdiction, dude. He's not a fish. What are you doing? Dude, you're not gonna. There's no way you cornered Dorner, bro. <laughs> what you fishing game? What'd you do? Stick him with a fishing pole? You hooked him? What'd you do? How'd you get him? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you accused him of not having a fishing license? <laughs> you, you, you see him pulling trout out of the lake without a fucking license? You didn't have his bow registered? What are you doing? <laughs> dude. Postseason doesn't start for another three weeks. <laughs> he was he, he was using his motor in the, in the fucking, whatever you know. What I'm trying to say in the marina. Uh, so so yeah, the oh, fishing game spotted him, and uh, officers from numerous agencies followed Dorner to a cabin uh, near Big Bear, uh, Big Bear Lake, uh, which is in California. Um, yes, beautiful I, lake. I think Be- they knew it was in California. Beautiful. I don't think he went to Maine. Well, I mean, you know, we were in, we, they thought he was in Mexico a minute ago. All right. <laughs> so, Russia trying to get, he's here. Yeah, dude, they're fuck, they're in Budapest, fucking like <laughs> searching fucking ice bars for fucking Dorner. <laughs> Can't corner the Dorner. No, dude. Uh, so, God, now I'm imagining like he's in a room that's just round. No corners on it. <laughs> he refuses <laughs> to be cornered. <laughs> It's just a sphere. It's just yeah, like a complete yeah, sphere. house built. It's just a dome. <laughs> I live by cornering the dorner. Uh, oh my god! No one corners the dorner in, in his own house. You anyway, can't. Yeah. All of his tables are round. Everything's round in his house. Yeah, yeah. There's no corners. He's. It's like a like a super villain that hates corners. <laughs> it's um, super safe for a baby, though. I will say that. It is, yeah. I bet Dorner would design a super baby-proof house. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, Dorner opened fire on two officers, hitting both of them. Uh, they were airlifted to Loma Linda University Medical Center, where uh, Detective Jeremiah McKay was pronounced dead, uh, and it was confirmed that uh, Dorner was barricaded in a cabin near the command center set up for the manhunt. Uh, in a mountainous rural area northeast of Angeles Oaks, California, and that the building was um, the building was surrounded by law enforcement. Yeah, and naturally. So, <coughs> so yeah, uh, lots of woods, lots of mountains, lots of trees. Yada yada. Think yada. of like Ruby uh, Ridge. Think of picturing like that situation. It's similar to that. Yeah. So in the evening of February twelfth, uh, LAPD denied reports that a body believed to be Dorner's had been recovered oh, from the, the cabin. Oh shit. That's all good. Yeah, all right. So police initially attempted to get Dorner out of the cabin by using tear gas and demanding over uh, a loudspeaker that he should surrender. And then when Dorner did not respond, police used a demolition vehicle to knock down most of the walls uh, of the building. Um, and then they shot uh, pyrotechnic tear gas canisters into the cabin, uh, causing it to catch on fire because it's an old cabin. Shortly after that, single gunshot was heard from the cabin, just one. And as the cabin burned, ammunition was exploding from within the cabin, <laughs> making it dangerous to even try to pull out, uh, put out the fire. Um, and then on the evening of February 12th, LAPD uh, did deny reports that a body believed to be Dorner's had been recovered from the burnt cabin. Who else's would it be? Who else's body was in there? He was in there and by himself. Right. Well, I guess you can't, like, uh, so, verify it until you know for sure. Like, you don't want to say it, and then if it's somebody else. Well, uh, so, but the two people that he tied up, they weren't in there at the time, were they? 
No, they weren't. No, no, they weren't. So, okay, so on February twenty, what, February 13th, um, it was reported that human remains had been found in the search for Dorner's body in the cabin. Uh, a wallet with a California driver's license with the name Christopher Dorner was also found inside the cabin. Yeah, but did Deputies he look denied- like Was he a white guy? <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a, a small Asian man. <laughs> they just see him and like that's uh, not Dorner. <laughs> it's got to be Dorner. <laughs> so deputies denied that he intentionally set the cabin on fire, uh, or that they did because of the fucking canisters. So yeah, which they, is the same thing. They that probably in Waco. they're shooting ca- right, right, right. They're shooting canisters, and it's easy to say, well, maybe he torched it from the inside. Like, no, well, you shot 14th, a flaming grenade at him. <laughs> yeah. Into an old cabin. Exactly. In the surrounded woods. by woods. Yeah, what do you think was so, gonna happen? So on February fourteenth, uh, medical examiners confirmed during the autopsy using dental records that the charred body found in the cabin belonged to Christopher Dorner. Oh man, no uh, way. I couldn't have guessed that the guy in the cabin was the guy that was in the cabin dead when it burned to the ground. Yeah. And on the Weird. next day, the fifteenth, the sheriff's office announced the autopsy showed Dorner died from a single gunshot wound to the head. Uh, with evidence indicating it was self-inflicted, so, so they didn't even get him. Gunshot. They didn't even get him. All this work, they no. didn't even get him. <laughs> he did you know it. They were pissed. Yeah, yeah. They came went in there and shot him six more times. <laughs> you know they put more in him. <laughs> <laughs> like I did it. I don't know. The house was on fire, man. All the shells were blowing up. Who knows, man? Like he got hit like fucking five times in the face. Could have been my bullet. I shot plenty of bullets. Could have been my bullet. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it's my bullet. <clears throat> I cornered Dorn. <laughs> I got this uh, so, shell case and I kept it. I don't even know if it's the right one, but nobody knows that. Okay, yeah. dude, just stop talking to me. In April of 2013, the LAPD paid a $4.2 million settlement to, <laughs> yeah, the two women in, yeah. the, in the in the truck that were shot. Oh. They offered they offered a $500,000 settlement to David Perdue for ramming his truck and then shooting at him. Uh, this was rejected. And then the case was set to go to trial in August of 2014, and they reached an agreement in, two, in July of 2014 for a $1.8 million settlement paid by the city of Torrance Dude, to Purdue. You, you got to hold. Never take the first offer. No, no. 500000 You shot at me, you stupid You fuck. rammed you my car and shot you at me. You need to give me enough to where I don't have to work for a while, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm quitting my job as dude soon as got, I get that shit. Dude got double and $4.2 million for those two women. That's, that's life-changing money, dude. They ain't delivering papers no more. Right. Well, as long as you live in simple. I mean, people can go through that fast. Well, especially um, in California. It is true. A cardboard box is usually about 400000 these days. Mm. Um, so on February 10th of 2013, Mayor Antonio Via uh, Ragosa? Sure. I believe is how you say it. Yeah. Well, he announced, yeah, yeah. So he announced the $1 million reward for information leading to the capture of Dorner. And because the terms of the offer for, were not carefully stipulated, of course. Judges had to later decide how the reward was going to be divided. So ultimately, the reward was divided into four ways, with 800000 going to James and Karen Reynolds, who were tied up by Dorner in their Big Bear cabin. They deserve it. I, they think they deserved it. Yeah. Uh, before he stole their vehicle. And then $150,000 went to Daniel McGowan and 50000 to R.L. McDaniel. Hey, I would take any of those amounts. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. But the, to, to, G, I'll take fifty G's today. To clarify, James and Karen Reynolds were not tied up in the cabin Dorner was in. They were in a separate cabin nearby that he tied them up and stuff. Was it a vehicle. separate cabin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were in the cabin, they'd be dead. Because I know he's ground. Well, I know, but I didn't know if it was like a hostage standoff and like oh, they were like, able to get out go. before. He, no, I think they yeah. were in a different cabin, but. I, I, I figured, okay, maybe if he stole their car, maybe he took it to town and then came back and they were still tied up in the cabin. Right. Well, anyway, that's Christopher Dorner. Uh, big piece of shit. Uh, LAPD are all stupid. This mayor is dumb because he didn't stipulate anything. Uh, everybody is dumb in this story. Nobody won. Yeah. Uh, everything was bad. And oh, yeah, this people. case will forever be known as the case where uh, LAPD it's, yeah, it's equivalent to Ruby corner Ridge. the Dorner. Yeah, it's yeah. equivalent to Waco and Ruby Ridge, except for the people who got the settlements. Uh, good job. Proud of you. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, so follow us on Instagram at how the dads chill. Follow Johnny at Johnny. Sometimes follow the show at the chilling truth podcast. We do have a Patreon. We're going to be start. We're going to start being a little more active on that pretty soon. Uh, hopefully we don't run into more, any more technical difficulties and everything will be smooth sailing from here on out with this new mixer. And yeah, that's pretty much it guys. And we will catch you next week. We didn't even mention, this is the first episode of the summer of murder. We didn't even talk about that. But we didn't, we did not. I was just ready to get the episode started, but yeah, this is episode. This is the well, congratulations. Y'all are in the middle of the summer of murder. Well, technically it's the beginning of the summer of murder. All right, well, the middle will be like y'all didn't know about it. Weeks. Now you know. Yeah, it's summer murder, midsummer. Yeah, when did summer start. Uh, the twentieth. We're six days into summer. It ends in like the fourteen weeks, something like that. Dude, here here in Arizona, it feels like summer started a month and a half. It feels like summer starts in December there. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week with another murderous episode. And uh, be sure to go leave us five stars on iTunes, and we love you. We'll catch you on the flippity flip later. <laughs> yeah, we, we love you. Yeah, of course. You don't love them? I love them. I, I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying I don't. I'm just I didn't. I wasn't prepared to say that I did. I was just being free, 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 free balling it, you know. And if they're still listening at this point, free I do balling love, it. If, that's if they, not what if they're that listening, means. No, no, no. Listen, if they're listening at this point, I do love them because I appreciate that. Right. This well, is the least interesting part of the episode. Well, not really. You're talking about free balling now. Sometimes. Anyway, we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. Later.